Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. The lighting is a little blue. <laughs> it's from my computer. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I'm backlit. That would be why, yes. Who's that? Hi. Who's that? Who's that? It's Blueberry. (laughs) (laughs) Who is that? Yeah, who is that? He's he's pointing at Zach's avatar. Who is that? What's that? What's that? You gonna guest code? Yeah, that's Zach. Wow, that really does make me blue. That's a blueberry. That's a fruit. (laughs) Look at the fruity blueberry. <laughs> Mama. Yeah. Mama. 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 Where's Dada? Where's Dada? Where's Dada, Darren? Mama. No. Where's... <laughs> no. Where's Dada? Where's No, he's not over there. Where's Dada? <laughs> I'll give you a hint. He's very close. Yeah. <laughs> oh, apparently our ship name is Booberry. Booth Roy Berry. Boo Berry. I like it. Cereal? Uh, <laughs> sweetie. High five. Thank you. Good yeah, job. You just got registered for all three days at Power Good job. <laughs> and now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Ay, 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 ay! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour! Today on the Power Hour, Episode 98, Rangers San Diego Comic-Con and News Roundup, recorded on August 1st, 2017. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Sound a Ranger up with your hosts, I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. And I'm Chris, also known as Toku Chris, with Child. Today's podcast is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Sign up for a premium, free, 30-day, one-game-out trial, specifically for our listeners, at GameFlyOffer.com slash RangerCommandPH. Hey, Zach, and hey, Chris. Hey. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> what did Darren think of San Diego Comic-Con? <laughs> I don't know. He's, rest- he's wrestling mommy at the moment. By wrestling, I mean... She's laying on the ground, and he is pretty much body slamming on top of her. (laughs) (laughs) So after our epic episode commentary month, we are back with our regularly scheduled episode, and we're going to catch up on all the news, specifically the big event that happened this past couple weeks, San Diego Comic-Con. Chris, you were there the Mm -hmm. whole time during the show. And you wrote a pretty great article on Toku Nation, but give us some of your thoughts and experiences about the show as a whole. Hold on, something epic's about to happen here, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That would would sum up my feelings of San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) It was... Thank you. Thank you, son. You know, every time you go, 
always get excited because, you know, you go run into the booth you want to cover first because I do coverage for toyark.com as well. So mm-hmm. you always go like run into the first booth you want to see because you want to see what's new and get hyped and, and kind of spread the word and get people ready for the reveal and stuff. And uh, yeah, it was really disappointing to walk up and see uh, one display case for Power Rangers and one display case for Dragon Ball Super. And then there was the command center, which, you know, looked cool, but I was just really disappointed that they really didn't show anything. Yeah. Everything that was in the display case, we already saw. I don't know if it's because the staff at Bandai's changed like twice since last summer. There was no excitement. There was no eagerness or anticipation. The people that were working there weren't being like, hey, just wait till you guys see what we got. We're going to, you know, bring out something. There was none of that. They were just kind of like, oh, hey, what's going on? Yep. This is our booth. Cool. Yep. I think that feeling is something you can tell just by looking at the booth. Uh oh. That's how the but, fans uh, felt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Darren is the fandom right now. <laughs> when the licensees like Pop Culture Shock and What a Workshop, and even the folks, the EFX collectibles that had the Green Ranger helmet, when they're displays for power rangers are more exciting and more inviting than the official toy manufacturer i think i think that's a problem and that's what i was trying to convey in that article that i wrote because i was really frustrated and and as i told you eric i spent a lot of time talking to um you know a lot of my peers in the whole fan news site genre that whatever we want to call ourselves community websites whatever uh, we spent a lot of time talking throughout the show, first on, on Wednesday, which is kind of like, man, this is disappointing. And then by Saturday, it was full on. This can't go on, man. This is embarrassing. You know, you got DC bringing the entire Justice League movie cast out on the show floor. You've got the, the CW having every single show pretty much represented by the cast. It's okay, Darren. New York might be better. We don't know. <laughs> You have all this stuff going on, and then you go and check out Power Rangers, and it's like, other than Jason David Frank, who was pretty much the only cheerleader for the brand at the entire show, you really didn't get a sense of, of wow or awesome. I mean, Boom Studios had a pretty cool display. I didn't take any pictures of it because they, they sell comics. They don't have any merchandise. That's not really what I cover. Bluefin was cool. They still had Mighty Morphin Figure Arts banners hanging at their display, even though they don't have any for sale or available or for order or anything like that. Thanks for cooperating, son. (laughs) But I was disappointed. It's my fourth San Diego, and I think it was the worst showing the brand has had, which was very disappointing considering we're going into a major anniversary next year. So, Well, the biggest thing that surprised me, and I know we all don't think that Ninja Steel is doing that hot right now, but in every year since the show has come back from Saban Brand, since Samurai, they've always had at least a cast presence at San Diego Comic-Con. And last year, it was more focused on the movie, which was understandable, so you didn't have the Dino Supercharge cast there, but you had them at the year previous. And every year, they've done this thing where Saban Brands, like, rents out, you know, this huge hotel suite or whatever, and it's a press area. So you have, and, and Chris, you've experienced this. And they didn't even have that this year, which seemed like a staple since the beginning that they've been doing San Diego Comic-Con for Saban Brands. Yeah, I mean, there's always some type of promotion. I mean, I think two years ago was the biggest they did when they had, they didn't have JDF at the show, but they had the Dino Charge cast and they had Chip Lynn. They had the the Dino Charge like TV show panel where right. the cast 
Then they showed the two new trailers. They had poster giveaways all weekend. They do social media where it's like, hey, come on to this intersection if you're at San Diego Comic-Con and get your free autographed poster. Stuff like that. So that was cool two years ago. So it's really disappointing this year when you have as many Saban marketing individuals, so people that are actually marketers for Saban brands. You have as many of them at the show as you do costume Power Rangers walking around. And yet, you know, the only thing to do is drop off, a, as a friend of ours called it, a dusty box of posters at the Nickelodeon booth for them to hand out. And that was literally your promotion. I'm not going to name names, but I, I, I know right. somebody ran into Brian Cansentini. He's like, Saban's like number two or number three. He's way up in the company. Right. And the comment was made like, hey, kind of shocked you didn't bring the Ninja Steel cast here. And his reaction was, we didn't bring the Ninja Steel cast? Really? Huh. Interesting. So if, if the heads of the company don't even know their cast isn't coming to the freaking uh, biggest pop culture convention in the world, uh, I think there's there's a problem. And that comes down to a different conversation is how many people working at Bondi or working at Saban, how many of them are actually doing this and putting passion and drive and love into their job? And let's face it, I mean, we all we all work. Uh, right. We all have jobs. Some of us have more passion for our job than others. Some of us have more passion for the actual industry we're in versus the job that we do. But when you care about your job and you care about what you do, you put more into it. You really go all out. You'll spend that extra time. I know when I was working to get promoted, I would do whatever I had to do. Do any little extracurricular off-the-clock thing, community work, whatever it was, to, to get myself noticed so I could continue advancing. How many people at Saban Brands and at Bondi, I'll point out to the, the YouTube video that I linked to a couple of days ago where uh, a Bondi rep called the, the Legacy Communicator the Black Zeo Rangers Communicator. How many people care? How many people actually are doing this and enjoy what they do? And how many people is this a nine to five job they clock in and clock out for and go home? Which would, in my opinion, describe and explain to some extent the sheer, quote unquote, dropping the ball that they seem to do at this convention this year. It's the biggest change that I've seen because you would think like that press room, all of that stuff that they've done pretty much every single time and with that same amount of effort. And yeah, the the Dino Charge, when the, that cast was there, they brought in Chip Lynn. You know, they had that big Green Ranger statue. I remember they were doing a live Q&A on Facebook with these guys. Everything seemed to be firing on all cylinders. And for whatever reason, whether it's the lack of passion or maybe too many hands have changed positions at the company or, or what have you, it just feels like the only one that we've had contact with that has the passion for the brand is Jason Bischoff. Yeah, and, and Jason is awesome. I got to talk to Jason. And people have to remember Jason's job isn't marketing. Jason's right. job isn't brand representation at conventions. Jason's job is global licensing. His job is to go out to these smaller companies that make stuff and get them to buy licenses so they can start making Power Ranger product. That's where you get keychains and those pint-sized heroes, the stuff he did with uh, Pop uh, Vinyl. You know, that's his job. He's the one who gets all those extra things set up. He does not do Bondi so much in the sense that, you know, Bondi's been the the partner and the licensee for ever. So he doesn't really have to do that. Yeah, he gets uh, product samples and stuff like that and can help influence things. Right. But in the day, that's not his job. So I, I hope people don't try to blame Jason for anything because he really has since Greg left Bondi. And I will go on record as saying Greg leaving Bondi was the worst thing to ever happen to the Power Rangers franchise behind the scenes in terms of 
people with power and influence leaving brands. Uh, I think Greg leaving Bondi was a huge, huge, huge blow that I don't know if they'll be able to recover from, in my personal opinion. But after Greg left and and went to Alpha Group, Jason had kind of appeared and kind of took over Greg's position as like the, the figurehead, so to speak, to the fandom. And so that means we just talked about this yesterday about people not liking the Ninja Steel show yelling at the cast on Twitter, it's kind of the same thing. People upset about things happening with the brand or with the show, and they're yelling at Jason. Jason's got nothing to do with that. But he will listen, he will talk to you, he will give you as much insight as he legally can. God help us if Jason ever leaves the brand. If if Jason leaves, we are yeah. truly in a new dark age for fan interaction with these companies. That's what's disappointing, especially us that are older and in the fandom that actually have career paths in marketing, in design, in communications. There's a lot of people that grew up with Power Rangers that would kill to have a job at Saban Brands or Bandai and who are actually fans to bring back some of that spark or care that seems to have been lost. Just something. I mean, I, I can say that I was contacted by Saban after I wrote that article and kind of basically told, like, you know, that it got passed on to the people it needed to get passed on to appreciate the honesty, along with a sense of there's only so much certain people can do, especially if it's outside their realm of responsibility. Sure. Based on who was speaking to me, because I, I have a few contacts in Saban. None of them, unfortunately, are with marketing. But the individual who reached out to me kind of told me that the article reached the people it needed to reach. So let's hope and pray. Uh, and maybe pray isn't the right word because who wants to pray for toilet? But to figure speech <laughs> right. that we get something better at New York Comic Con, some sort of better representation. And uh, traditionally, Saban does tend to want to own New York Comic Con. They did the movie premiere stuff at New York Comic Con. Right. It's a smaller show. You don't get these big celebrity appearances at New York like you do San Diego. So Saban has tried to, and, and Bondi both have tried to make New York Comic Con the Comic Con for Power Rangers, which I don't like considering everything's <laughs> on the West Coast for them. Sure. <laughs> um, but somebody that I know, someone who's on better terms with Bondi right now than I am, spoke with Bondi and, and they had kind of mentioned that what you see at San Diego is pretty much what you're getting at New York as well. And that really bothered a couple of us as far as phoning it in is what it felt like. You know, hey, yeah, you've got yeah. this interactive booth. And, and that's the thing with Bondi that pissed me off was you're a toy company, right? Your job is to make toys. You don't sell a freaking stand in front of this blue screen and more if you don't sell that. You need to sell toys. You're not an entertainment company. You're a toy company. When every single one of your competitors, big or small, has a better representation of product on the floor than you do, there's a problem. Bondi in America has always been seen as a laughingstock to a lot of hardcore toy collectors as well as other toy companies. They don't look at Bondi as competition, right? right. They don't. And this is coming from someone who has been really close friends with people who used to do design work for big-name companies like Hasbro, mm-hmm. McFarlane Toys, stuff like that. I've known people that work there, and I'm still friends with these people to this day. And when I speak about Power Rangers, because they'll ask me, oh, how's that weird spandex thing you watch going? Other comments like, no one wants to go work for Bondi, number one. Uh, and number two, and when I say no one wants to, I mean, no, you don't get a lot of big-time toy designers that are like, yeah, let's go let's go hang out and go work at Bondi. It's just not a a desirable place to work as far as creativity and stuff like that. But number two, they don't look at it as competition. They don't look at Bondi and go, oh man, we got to be careful what they're doing today. They don't care because in their eyes, they're going to make a subpar, subquality toy. 
and they can just go do their own thing. Whereas if you look at Bandai Japan, here's the best representation I can give you. Sure. In the U.S., the number one toy company is Hasbro, right? Mm-hmm. Transformers, Star Wars, Marvel, My Little Pony, Littlest Pet Shop. And in and Bandai is like what? Small, small cookies, especially with this Ninja Steel toy line. Small cookies. But you flip the quarter, you flip the page, you go to Japan, it's a whole different ballgame. Takara Tomy, which is Hasbro's Japanese counterpart, they're the small fish. Bandai is the giant in Japan. Look at the differences and similarities uh, on how each company runs on each side of the Pacific and kind of make your own assumptions, basically, and as far as why that is. That's the only thing I can say. The biggest reason I was disappointed just with the San Diego Comic-Con, and I wasn't there. I mean, I was following your coverage the whole way, Chris, on Toku Nation, and we'll have links so people can see the complete uh, network news roundup that you guys did with uh, Toy Arc, the parent site. But my biggest thing, at least for Power Rangers, is we're heading into that 25th anniversary and to have no excitement for that, no no sense of, oh yeah, 25 years, this is going to be a big and powerful celebration. It feels like it's falling apart at the wrong time for the brand. Saban's, Saban Brand's licensing expo in Las Vegas, that booth was more impressive than the Bondi booth at San Diego Comic-Con, in my right, opinion. Right, right. And, and, and that's, that's what point. I mean. They they had a great booth, but that's licensing. That's Jason's that is, realm. That is. That is Jason, yes, exactly. But it has to translate somehow with their partners that they're working with. And you're right, Pop Culture Shock, even Enway, I feel that they did more with the Power Rangers brand, and it showed than Bandai. When you've got the line for the morphing experience, when you've got that line blocking your actual product, that's another huge issue. Like I said in the article, I had to ask permission if I could stay when the show closed and take pictures. And even then, I still got pushback after the show closed. People being like, oh, no, you can't come in here. And I had to have somebody. I don't even think it was a Bondi individual. I think it was just someone doing the interactive because Bondi hired local people to run their interactive booth. So sure. the actual like Bondi employees, I think there's only like two or three of them there. They sat inside the sales booth or they weren't there. It wasn't time for sales stuff. So... <laughs> I had to get permission, I think, from the lead lady that was running the volunteer group or the, the local hires or whatever. I had to get permission from her, and then I still had to have her go to bat for me when, like, three of these local people tried to kick me out as I'm trying to take pictures of the stupid gold staff, which they had put literally almost in the shot when you're trying to do the interactive morph. So here's your brand-new product that you just showcased in a panel that you want everyone to get excited about because it's your first, like, legacy stuff that, hey, woo legacy stuff that no one's seen before in person, and you can't even see it because you have to stand in line, and if you want to see it and take pictures, you got to get in line, and then you got to be that douchebag that's like, oh, yeah, no, I don't want to do this lame morphing thing, sorry. <laughs> Another thing, too, which is, is disappointing is they had more stuff with them that they could have put in the, in the display case. They, they had more new product they could have put out. They just chose not to because they didn't have, like, the right display stand or something like that. I don't know. But knowing all that is what really fueled me basically to be like i have to write this article and i knew i was gonna get a lot of crap and in some cases i did right (laughs) i I did some some blowback from um i'll call them the typical 
uh, people that blow back who said, oh, well, it's obvious they're just uh, saving for the 25th anniversary. And, oh, you know, what, what are you going to do now? Think the show needs to be canceled and, and sold back to Disney and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I, I didn't say anything of that. I just said, if you're a toy company or you're Power Rangers, you're Saban Brands, and you have a big anniversary coming up next year, maybe you should start that hype train. Maybe you should start working on that so you can really knock it out of the park unless you don't have anything to hype. Which is even more disappointing if that's the case. Right. Right. I know Jason said there's a lot of cool stuff coming and maybe it's so from licensees. Like I know that coffee table book got pushed back till next spring. So sure. it could release during the 25th anniversary. It was supposed to be out like this summer originally. Um, so I know that got pushed back another six months. But aside from that, we don't know what else is coming. And truth be told, we didn't get any 25th reveals in the merchandising panel. It makes me wonder, is the only thing we're going to get these then and now two packs? Is that going to be it for the 25th anniversary from Bondi? Is that it? For me, the 25th is do or die for this brand. Like, if they can't capture a big anniversary like this, and I feel like they did more in the 20th right now before the actual 20th anniversary than they are doing for the 25th. It seemed like that 20th anniversary, they started hyping it the year before, big time. This is the time. If you want to do a a celebration this August 28th to the actual 25th anniversary, this is the time. Exactly. This is the only time. If you can't capitalize on the 25th anniversary and start the hype now and start getting people psyched, and giving them a little bit of something. But that panel would have been a perfect opportunity to go ahead and reveal like, hey, guess what? We have a special 25th anniversary subline that we're doing, and we're going to show you the first product, which is one of the first product that we're putting out, and then showcase, like, oh, hey, we're bringing back the Figuarts or something like that, you know, and they're going to release that Toys R Us for $35 a piece. Not saying that's happening, but, no, no. you know, if you're doing something like that, That'd be awesome, right? That'd be that'd be huge to get people to be like, oh, wow. If they even did one thing to hype the 25th anniversary, we could overlook a lot of this negative stuff. Even one big news item could have wiped out the fact that they didn't represent the brand well here at the show. A lot of fans aren't happy with Ninja Steel, right? We right. get that. We see that every single week, or we did, and we will going forward. And the toy line is abysmal. I mean, let's call it what it is. They made some really, really poor decisions with that line, with the stupid repaint Megazords for every freaking auxiliary Zord. Uh, just bad decisions, and the, the throwing stars are garbage. So they really, really dropped the ball. I get that. You still need to promote it like it's still the greatest thing in the world, because if you don't, guess what? Then, then you've Pretty much put the own your own nail in your own coffin. If you're not willing to hype up your brand, like for example, Eric, maybe I'm not saying this is ever the case, but maybe one day, you know, you sure. record an episode like tonight's episode, and you're like, man, we were not on our game. That was a rough episode. There was a little <laughs> kid crying and making noise throughout the whole thing. That's like three hours of editing. F you, Chris. You're never coming on again. <laughs> that happens. Sure, but when you release the episode, you're not just going to be like, here's an episode. No, I'm going to hype you're, the you're hell out of it. What, you're going to do what you normally do. You're going to post it on all the social media stuff. You're going to post it on Facebook. You're going to post it on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Because that's what you do if you're in marketing. So for them not to market their flagship series and pretty much just be like, movie? We had a movie? What movie? I don't know what you're talking about. That's even worse. Not to say they need to bring the cast out or anything like that, but why not bring like the movie rangers out? Have the Bring those suits out and have them walk around. That would have been huge, even if it was only for like a half hour. Something. And it's one of those things where the Ninja yeah. Steel suits came out, but it was never advertised. And so part of me was curious if that was a, a Saturday decision 
to get those suits flown in really quick or driven down from headquarters so they could uh, have something out there because we're getting a lot of negative feedback. Because if there's anything I've learned, it's that Saban Brands does not like bad press. Okay, well, they may not like bad press, but they sure don't do a lot to prevent it. You know what I mean? Well, I think you have a lot of people in, in this fan community, too, and, and we're all guilty of it to an extent. Sure. You, you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you. Saban, at times, has been really, really awesome with a lot of us, and so oh, Bondi. Yeah. But the way I looked at it was I wasn't writing the article to get hits or views or likes or shares or anything like that, or to tap into the crowd that's always negative, because I know there's a negative section of the fandom that's always negative no matter what you do. Right. You know, it's one of those things I I wrote it because I care, because I actually like this franchise. I like this brand. I want it to succeed. I want the 25th anniversary to be even a hair better than the 20th anniversary was. I wrote it so I could try to get the attention of somebody somewhere to be like, you know what? Maybe we did kind of drop the ball. Maybe we could have done better. Maybe we should do better or at least get that conversation started. For all I know, they read it and they're like stupid fat nerd and they ignored it and they just went on and did their own thing. I don't know. I guess we'll find out in October at New York Comic Con if there's any change to anything. If not, then it's kind of like, all right, well, I don't get free stuff from Bondi. They don't send me exclusives. I don't get free stuff from Saban. I don't really consider screen images of Ninja Steel episodes free, which by the way, Eric, don't forget to remind them to start sending those again because I'm sure they won't until you do. (laughs) Well, well, no, my my, my thing is if if the brand doesn't care to market its own stuff – then why should the fans get excited? That shows if if they're being lazy about it or if they don't care, then what makes them think the fans are going to care? I mean, we as fans can only do so much to promote the show. It can't be all on our backs and it can't be all on fan support. They have to lead the marketing of the show. They have to lead the hype train. I agree with that. And it's one of those things, if they're going to rely on the fan sites, then rely on the fan sites. But then rely give on us them exclusives. Give us stuff so we can get the hype out. Don't send it to all the fan sites at once. If they're going to have a power force, use it. If they're not going to have it, then publicly say, we're done, goodbye, thanks for nothing. They say they care about the fans and they and all this stuff, then it's it's time to, to put up or shut up. You got a 25th anniversary. The fans are frustrated now. Yeah, we're getting legacy figures, but you still can't even get those right. But I blame that more on Bondi than I do anything else. Come on. Let's let's get it over with already. Exactly. Yeah. I say we end on that note. And with ending on that note, I also have to end on that note. I got to get my son put to bed. So I figured that would be a good way to kind of close out that segment. And I apologize for all the editing you'll have to do, Eric. No, Um, no, no. No worries. We really appreciate you coming on the show. We really love the coverage that you did for San Diego Comic-Con. I was talking to you almost every night of the show, like, oh my God, this and this and this. And, you know, we had our discussions. So really just thank you for all your hard work and coverage. And even though it was a disappointing show and there was some stuff that you had to deal with, thanks for your coverage. I appreciate that, and I do it because it's fun. I love going to San Diego. Uh, I love the city just in itself, but obviously San Diego Comic-Con is a a whole different beast. You think you've been to a convention. You haven't been to a convention until you've been to San Diego. Uh, (laughs) Did you bring me a car? Are you going to drive it? Can you... Yeah. Okay, that's adorable. That is. (laughs) He came walking over and brought me his car with a big smile on his face, so... But it's time for him to hopefully sleep longer than three hours tonight because he only slept about three hours last night. So, well, thanks um, again, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, I wish I could stay on a little bit longer. I just don't feel like I'm uh, a good partner if I'm like, hey, honey, take care of the kiddo tonight. I got to go be a nerd. Um, 
we're both very sleep deprived today. So, well, once um, again, thank thanks. you guys. Yeah, I need you guys to to pop one for me when you start talking about the Golden Power Staff later in your show. Definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, think of that, but also think of me because that means a lot to me. Um, Will do. But aside aside <laughs> from that, uh, I'll talk to you guys later. You guys have a good night. Uh, yeah, is that funny, kid? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. See you, Chris. See you later, Can you Chris. say bye-bye, Darren? Bye-bye. Can you say bye? Can you say banana? Na-na-na-na. Banana. There you go. Oh, <laughs> that's adorable. Bye, okay, guys. See ya. Every female listener who hears this episode's ovaries are going to be just, like, screaming. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was Chris's thoughts on San Diego Comic-Con. Zach, just from seeing the coverage and seeing the show from Toku Nation's perspective, what are some of your thoughts on this? Chris just really hammered every nail into the wall there on that one. We should be seeing some kind of ramp up for the 25th anniversary. We should be seeing more from marketing in terms of, you know, marketing the show, marketing the hype of the show. It's a tough time to be a supportive fan. It really is, and I love Power Rangers. We love Power Rangers, that's why we're doing this podcast. We probably love Power Rangers more than the normal fan does. We love seasons that aren't Mighty Morphin. We buy a lot of the products, or at least I do. So, the only reason we criticize is because we want to see it done right. We want to see it... We want to see the best that this franchise can offer. We want more. We just want this franchise to thrive. We don't want to see it laying there in the gutter, slowly dying a painful death. We want it to thrive. We want it to be successful because we have been supporting it for so long. Yeah, for 25 years in both of our cases. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's like you had such a great ramp up of the movie why don't you carry that momentum into the 25th anniversary of the show? I know Ninja Steel may not be the greatest thing ever, and it, it does return uh, in a couple weeks to uh, the the American side of it, but you have to keep the hype from the movie going because the movie did get a lot of people interested in Power Rangers again. It got huge websites talking about Power Rangers and covering it every day for the movie and making top 10 lists that make no sense and doing all these crazy things because suddenly Power Rangers was cool again. And I just want that to carry into leading into the 25th anniversary. Okay. Yeah. If, if they've seen the final product of Ninja Steel and don't even think that's great, like Chris said, you still have to hype it up. Like it's the greatest thing ever. Exactly. And my thought is, Maybe because it, it, the 25th anniversary is next year, and that's when Super Ninja Steel is going to start. Maybe they're just waiting for the regular season of Ninja Steel to be over first, and maybe we'll see all that huge 25th anniversary hype up next year at SDCC. But again, that's too late. If, yeah, if I, I agree, San Diego Comic Con is in July. You can't do a month of promoting the 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary. It has to begin now. And yeah. I'll look at another long-standing franchise, which I love with all my heart, Star Trek. They started that 50th anniversary celebration exactly a year before the actual anniversary date. And it was mm-hmm. a whole 365 days 
that they were doing something, whether it was like an Instagram picture of behind the scenes stuff that never been foreseen from the Roddenberry vault or whatever, but they had a whole year where they were promoting that huge anniversary milestone. And Power Rangers did go all out with the 20th. It may have not been the best in terms of the show and, and what we got there, but the Power Rangers 20 logo was on seemingly everything that year. And we got the big, amazing DVD set. But that's the thing. It's like this 25th anniversary, you have to do that now. And San Diego Comic-Con would have been a perfect time to launch that. And if not San Diego Comic-Con, your only next choices are New York Comic-Con, Toy Fair, and San Diego Comic-Con next year. But yeah. two of those, I feel, are already too late. So the only thing we can realistically hope for then is that at New York Comic Con, that is where the line needs to be drawn. You either have your 25th anniversary stuff out, ready to go and promoted, or you miss the bandwagon. Yeah. And then the last real opportunity is Toy Fair in February, but yeah. Toy Fair is just for toys. It's not a celebration of the brand. I right. think if we get anything past January and Super Ninja Steel comes on and they're still not promoting it as the 25th season, then we have a huge problem. Yeah. And frankly, I don't know how much longer the brand can succeed if you're not going for it for a big milestone anniversary like this. 25 years is nothing to sneeze at when it comes to a franchise television show. That's huge. It's, it's even sad to say, but it's making me nostalgic for the days when Disney controlled the franchise. Well, to be fair, Disney didn't always treat Power Rangers the best. Exactly, and that's why I'm saying, like, that's why I feel bad that I'm nostalgic for those days. Well, then we know we have it bad. <laughs> yeah, Disney mishandled the franchise, but we got consistent promotion on the Disney channel that it aired on whenever it aired. Yeah, I, I miss episode promos. It's little things that they could be doing, which they're not, which I think frustrate me the most. But let's just get back to some of the stuff that we did learn from San Diego Comic-Con. So at the Power Hour panel, nicely uh, named, <laughs> N-Way nice. uh, showed off the model turnarounds and characters for Black Dragon, Lord Draken, the movie Putty, and Ninjor. And panelists mentioned that Lord Draken is very key to the franchise going forward. Yeah, see, that's you're hard on Legacy Wars. I, I have I've dropped off. I, I don't even think I have it on my phone anymore. You know what? I am playing it pretty much every day. I'm doing the challenges. I'm getting more shards. I'm playing when I have a free moment. I was able to participate in one of the challenges, and I got Black Dragon assist, which was huge. He's a great assist character. I really like Legacy Wars. I think there's a lot that they can do, and they even said at the panel that they're going to cool off on Mighty Morphin for a bit and focus on uh, other series, which... I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I think that's what they need to do. Bring in some more late-era Saban or uh, even Disney. More Disney would be nice. Yeah, and I think I think they are going forward more Disney. I was amazed that we got Mezagog. That was yeah, huge. Yeah, I uh, saw that. Mezagog and Trent, right? And Trent, yeah. 
So that that was huge, and I think they can do a lot more with that. I'd love to get a Shadow Ranger main character. I'll use him for everything. <laughs> I, I would I would sort of buy that character. I would plunk down the money and buy it. Oh, for sure. So I think Enway is doing a great job with the game. The fact that we're going to get Ninjor in there is hilarious, and I can't wait to see his moves and stuff. And then from Imagine X, I have collected a lot of these, but I've kind of dropped off a bit. But they did announce that they're going to do a smaller scale figure of the Megazord. And the reason they're doing that is so that they can add a two-scale Titanus with the new smaller Zord line, which I think is a lot of fun. That's pretty neat, yeah. They will also do the Thunder Megazord and uh, Perantis head figures. That's kind of cool, too. Pop Culture Shock, they tease bus for Lord uh, Draken, the movie Red Ranger and Rita, TV Green, Pink, and Black Ranger bus. So I think the bus are pretty cool. If you're a fan of statues like that, I think that's a really nice uh, display for your collection. They also had the life-size White Ranger and Red Ranger bus as well. And a Green Ranger one-fourth scale statue. That was that epic statue where he's riding on the Dragon Zord's tail and he's got the flute going. Yeah, that statue's awesome. If I had the funds, believe me, I would pick that up because that is a slick-looking statue. It's super slick, and I know it's going to be expensive, but it would look amazing in anyone's collection. For Funko, they showed off the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Megazord Pop and the Dragon Shield Red Ranger from FYE. Both of those are already out now. And then from Bandai, the Legacy Power Sword the Legacy Movie Power Coin set. Those are already out now. They also showed off some new action figure Legacy Zords. These are articulated Zords with mini Ranger pilots that are about two inches tall. Really not doing it for me. I can only dip into the MMPR well so many times, and Mm -hmm. I don't need individuals of these Zords anymore. Yeah. Especially if they don't combine, which I don't think these will. But for the Legacy figure line, which I am collecting, they announced the Legacy uh, Zeo Rangers, the Dino Thunder White Ranger, In Space Silver, all five Psycho Rangers, and the Legacy Zeonizer and the Gold Ranger Power Staff. I was so, so very happy to see that graphic of the prototype legacy zeonizer pop up on my twitter feed because i cannot wait for that i'm so excited i love the zeonizers i love zeo it's a great season and i want to have them and i will wear them next year to power morphicon because i want they're just i love zeonizers they're they're one of my favorite morphing trinkets it's one of the morphers i never got when i was younger but it's the one i want the most And when I saw those prototype images, I was like, oh yeah, bring it on. I'm going to buy it for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. I also want that Gold Ranger Power Staff. Probably not as much as Chris does, (laughs) uh, but I'm I'm up there with that. Uh, Yeah, yeah. same. That is an amazing looking piece of awesome geeky collecting. I'm getting mouth diarrhea because that's how much, like, I can't, I can't formulate into words how much I want the Zeo stuff already. From Chris's Toku Nation report, the Power Staff will ha- feature die-cast metal, 
lights and sounds, as always. And it'll be interactive, like in the show. So the blade portion will move up and down, and the staff will also open up in the center when the bun is pressed. And that is due in retail fall 2018. So maybe by this time uh, next year, we'll all have the golden power staff. That would be pretty sweet. And in Sentai news, but related to Power Rangers, Shout Factory announced Seiju Sentai Gingaman on DVD. Gingaman aired in 1998 and would become the basis for Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. Price and release date were not revealed, but we can see these in stores hopefully early 2018. I am really excited that they're continuing the Sentai line for DVDs. Yeah, Shout Factory's been knocking those releases out of the park. It makes me happy as a fan that we have the ability to say, you know, I want to watch some classic Sentai and I can go out and buy on Amazon or buy, you know, people have found them in stores, I think, too, right? Oh, yeah, they're in stores for sure. Yeah, and it's like you can just go out and buy Sentai in America officially translated and subtitled like that's awesome i remember when i talked to brian ward from shout factory briefly at the last power morphicon and he was saying that these releases are based on sales and the only reason that sentai dvds will keep going is if fans support it so it's good to see that they're continuing this Sentai line, because that means people are actually going out and buying these releases enough to support more releases. Exactly. And, and I want, I want to get, I want to get to Decoranger. I want to get yes. to Bokanger. So yeah, I'm all for Sentai on DVD and we've got Chris back. Chris is back. Yeah. Baby went to sleep and mama said, well, they're still talking. And I was like, yeah, probably. And I was like, Oh, screw it. I'll just hop back on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I well, didn't you, see my piece, but I'm going to say more pieces. You missed us uh, popping one out for the golden power staff. Yeah, I I turned into Jabberjaw. I was just like, I I I want it. I want it. Some, I want somebody it. somebody may have gotten to hold it. Yeah, somebody okay. was a lucky son of a you know what. Okay, come on, tell us, Chris. Golden how power awesome. staff. How awesome! How was awesome! It? it was heavy. I, I think that's the important thing to to get to people's attention. Is it was heavy. Like I said on Twitter, I, I kind of felt like. I was a little kid again and, and like living out my dream of like getting the, the power staff and being like, yay, no, I'm the gold ranger. Yay. <laughs> I so, mean, it was only for a couple seconds, but yeah. like, you know, I didn't rub my hand all over it. Like, <laughs> I wasn't caressing it or trying to arouse it or something. I just, I mean, you were, you were probably caressing it a little bit. Oh, you know, my thumb, you know what the thumb does on its own. It's, you know, it's own thing. <laughs> so was it a working prototype or was it just a hard mock-up? It was a hard mock-up. Okay. Um, there's no electronics with it, no sounds. The top opened up, but they, they couldn't get it to open when I was holding it. So they eventually, obviously, get it to open up. But when I was holding it, when they were showing it to me uh, privately, I, I didn't get a chance to uh, see it pop open or anything. So we're going to get to our other news in a second. But first, for you, the listeners of Ranger Command Power Hour, Gamefly is offering a premium free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To get your free trial today, go to GameFlyOffer.com slash RangerCommandPH. Again, that's GameFlyOffer.com slash RangerCommandPH for your free 30-day trial. So, yeah, video games. Yeah, woo! Final the emulators. <laughs> I may have just joined the emulator crowd the other day, so I'm playing some <laughs> old-school Super Nintendo games uh, in between Darren's naps. Nice. Any final thoughts on San Diego? 
Love the city. Love the fish tacos. It was hot this year. Hot and humid. Didn't like it too much. Normally, it's like 75 degrees and breezy. This time, it was hot and humid. Got a nice tan line across my head from my hat. I guess the, the one thing I can say is, you know, I don't I don't go for the exclusives. I already know ahead of time that I'm not going to stand in line at 6 o'clock in the morning or 5 or 4 or 3 to try to get an exclusive. Uh, I had a buddy who had to stand in line for 6 hours just for a Lego minifigure. And even then it was lottery, so you just touch something on an iPad and it says you either got it or you didn't. And he stood in six six hours in line and then another three hours after he, he got it and then got the okay. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm not going to do that. So I, I go to see my friends, the guys at Toy Arc. I've known them for, what year is it, 2017? So I've known them for 16 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a family reunion anytime I get to see them. And then we talk shop about the network and changes we need to do and stuff like that. And it was good to see the guys from Power Rangers Now were there. I saw Sean Long. You know, people I've known for a long time in various fandoms or in this fandom. And, and that's really what makes it enjoyable is a chance to enjoy the show with people you know, not just go and i mean taking pictures is one thing but Mm -hmm. you learn how out of shape you are because you have to squat all the time because people are like hey let's put a display case on the floor literally (laughs) Uh, and so you're trying to squat to take a picture and there's eight people around you trying to do the same thing and it's just it's a pain in the butt and it's if i didn't love what i did i wouldn't or what i do i wouldn't do it pretty much so um but every year reminds me that thank god it's only once a year but since i'm going to power morphicon next year i'm not going to go to san diego next year hopefully my son gets to come with me to uh, anaheim next year well that's a good segue chris because during san diego comic-con Power Morphicon 2018 was announced, and by the time you listen to this episode, you can register right now. You're not going to get platinum, but you can still register. Power Morphicon 2018 will be August 17th through the 19th, 2018, at the Anaheim Convention Center. They've changed location from Pasadena to Anaheim, and they also announced the first guest, Jason David Frank, appearing Saturday only at PMC. Now, did Anna Hutchinson also announce that she's going to be there, or was that just a promo video? That was just a promo video. Okay. Yeah, there, any Power Rangers celebrities that were at San Diego were doing promo video shoots. Uh, I see. The weekend. I don't know if she did it while she was there. I know Andrew Gray did one. I'm trying to remember if anyone else was at the show that wasn't, quote-unquote, at the show. Tracy. Tracy, Lynn, Tracy yeah. Yeah, she did, a, she did a video, so that'll probably be coming out eventually. I don't know. I'm assuming. I mean, I know some guys were doing video work with them. But yeah, so I mean, they don't do the announcements until the contract is actually signed. Yeah. Um, that's for their protection. Because as you guys know, or maybe Eric knows, or we're going to talk about I closed my show notes, so I'm sorry, Eric. No, it's all right. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> Because JDF was supposed to be the surprise guest last year at right. Power Morphicon. And he called it off because his mom was sick and, and unfortunately, bless her heart, passed away soon after. But him coming to the show this year, that's huge. I mean, there's your A-lister. Uh, sorry, not sorry to any of the other Power Ranger actors who think they're A-listers. He is the A-lister. Straight he is up. the face of the franchise. He is the Power Rangers version of Optimus Prime for Transformers and Batman oh, yeah. for DC and or Wonder Woman, you know, whatever, you know, I'm cool. He's Green Arrow on Arrow. You know, he's he's the face of that franchise. Yeah. So having him, even if it's just for one day, that'll get a large, a bunch of people in, from a, an area a little bit further south or um, I guess east is also appropriate from that area out there because um. Having him out there, he, I mean, he's a pull by himself. Oh, yeah. And then when you've got, like, last Power Morphicon, they had over 100 guests from Power Rangers. So when he shows up, Saturday is going to explode at PMC. That's going to be absolutely nuts. 
And I'm glad they're at a larger convention center to handle all of that. Oh, yeah. Well, nothing wrong against Pasadena. I just hope they don't line us up outside ever for any reason. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> Southern uh, California is not kind. Nope. When you're that far away from the coast, it is definitely a heat stroke in the making. I will miss breakfast at Tiffany's in Pasadena. I will miss that wholeheartedly. No more waffle uh, breakfast sandwiches. But we'll be but so I, close to Disney. <laughs> Ooh, go yeah. drop there's a convention, then go drop eight hundred at Disney. Yeah, yeah. When when I when I heard that they were moving to Anaheim, I thought, okay, I know for a fact everyone's going to want to do Disney, so that's an extra three to five hundred dollars I'm going to have to save for Disney. <laughs> the question is, when do you do it though? Because you have to sacrifice part of the show to go do that. If oh just... no, I'm no, no, no. I'm Forever, coming. You're... I'm I'm yeah. coming like three days before the show opens. I'm already planning it out. I'm going to be a week in California. That's smart thinking, and let me know how much I will owe you for a share of the hotel room. Because <laughs> yeah, I want to go, and I want to go to Disney. Anytime I get to go to Disney is a good time. I haven't been in many years now. so I've never been to well, Disney. We, so. we, we might go to Disney. I don't know, because my son may not be old enough at that point to appreciate it. He'll be two and a half around that time. Yeah. Oh, he'll so be I, able to appreciate it, trust me. <laughs> Kids of all ages appreciate Disney. I don't, I'm scared of giant. I'm scared of little mice. I'd be scared of giant mice, too. But um, <laughs> But we have to go to a Hogwarts. Oh, in LA. yeah. That's, that's so, pretty fun. I, that one I have done recently, and yeah, that was pretty worth it. That's a, a stipulation I was told is not is a non-negotiable. So. No. <laughs> Understand. So I know I'm coming out at least, at least a day early to go to Hogwarts. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't mind um, flying out to L.A. and then chilling in L.A. for a day so I can do Hogwarts with my family and then tricking my family into a, a taxi or something down to, uh, <laughs> I guess we'd have to rent a car. The car seat because I don't think we can just be like we have a baby we're gonna hold the baby. Uh, <laughs> so I guess I'm renting a car too. God, this is gonna be an expensive trip. Yeah, uh, start why. saving now. <laughs> start saving now. Yep, exactly. I figured it out. If I put fifty dollars from every paycheck away from now until next August, I should have over a grand, which is enough <laughs> to get you into Disney and to the food court. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's that's how it works. Let's try to plan that. We'll obviously we'll wait till closer to the show. Sure, so we should right. definitely try to get a. I, I figured uh, the crew would ride again, so to speak. We'll get the posse back together. Yeah, you missed the posse last year. It was it, I, the posse. The posse grew quite a bit. I did. I missed the posse. That's all right. I had my stand-in Doug go ahead and and take my place. <laughs> we need Doug back, though. We need. Doug we do back. need Doug back. Doug needs yeah. to come with. So moving on to our next uh, news story in our news roundup, Boom Studios announced the details for. Power Rangers issue 20, and this is from IGN. This issue will kind of go back in time to the first quote-unquote team of Power Rangers chosen by Zordon and Alpha 5, and this is in the year 1969, so it's going to have something to do uh, with the first moon landing because the cover is really cool. It features the Red Ranger visor, and it's got the moon landing site in the visor, which I think was really awesome. And we were able to get some uh, character details for who these rangers are. There's no colors associated with them. Uh, so we've got Igor, or Igor, a 21-year-old male from the Soviet KGB. We've got Jamie, a 24-year-old female British singer-songwriter. Tarona, a 21-year-old male war veteran. 
Daniel, 18-year-old student who is also an activist slash protester, and Grace, a 21-year-old head secretary of NASA who wants to be an astronaut. The description kind of hinted that something psycho was going to happen, so a lot of people are speculating if somehow the psycho rangers are involved in some crazy time travel stuff. I was just continuing to push the narrative that Boom Studios is the only uh, creative property doing something <laughs> with this brand. Hey, I'm I'm enjoying the comics a whole hell of a lot, and uh, sometime this month I'm going to get back with Jeremy, the Legacy Ranger, Jeremy Treese, and we're going to continue our review on the Boom Studios stuff. But this month I even read uh, Go Go Power Rangers issue one that came out and that was highly entertaining and very well done so boom studios is knocking it out of the park for me when it comes yeah. to power rangers narrative and then next up premium bandai announces the next super sentai artisan item which is the decker ranger master license and i've already pre-ordered the hell out of that yeah i i told tom i was like yeah throw that on there too tom because <laughs> Because it's awesome. I'm cutting back my expenses to things that I just can't live without. And unfortunately, no offense, but I can live without those. So I passed. It's yeah, fine. I, I was originally going to do the two, the regular and the fire squad, but I cut it down to just the regular because I was like, you know, I don't really have a huge attachment to the fire squad. So I had to get all three because I'm crazy like that. And SPD is my jam. Duck Rangers my jam. I have mm-hmm. to do it. Yep. That's like a complete buy in for me. And as we mentioned earlier, new Power Rangers Legacy items are out now. You've got the Black and Gold Edition Titanus, and also the Red Ranger Power Sword. I should have my Black and Gold Titanus in the next day or two, I think. And then I'm going to pass on the Power Sword unless it drops in price. I don't need a four-foot sword in my house right now. Totally understandable. And next we have Power Rangers Ninja Steel. We thought that international spoilers weren't going to be a thing because Power Rangers now originally confirmed that the LAN releases were being pulled. So America would have the premiere first. And then earlier this weekend, Spain said, well, F that. And they aired both episode 9 and 10 this past weekend. So international spoilers still a thing. For the past six years. And then the debate will once again rage on mm-hmm. about a particular item. Particular item. Oh, are you talking about the burger phone oh, camera? God. That is it going to be a morpher? Uh-huh. Yeah, that the, whole thing. Hey, we don't want to edit out the selfies from the Sentai footage, so Levi's got a new digital camera. It's, yeah. <laughs> I screen capped episode nine because I was like, whatever, they want Power Rangers news, I'll give them Power Rangers news, I'll screen cap the whole episode so i literally turned on my screen capper and hung out for like the next like 22 minutes and came back and it's like 1400 i was like oh crap because when i when i screen crap it like each one's two meg file so 1400 times two megs and then i had to convert all those and i had to try to upload them to my site without crashing my site and then i put them up there and i'm like you know what i proved my point i'm not doing that ever again so (laughs) and that episode was episode nine rocking and rolling So also from Power Rangers Now, we were able to get the episode titles and descriptions for the next four episodes. Episode 9, Rocking and Rolling, airs August 12th. Levi is excited to be embarking on his new world tour, but as mysterious earthquakes start shaking up Summer Cove, he's presented with a tough decision. Episode 10, The Ranger Ribbon, 
which airs August 19th, when Summer Cove's sentimental ribbon tree is in danger of being cut down by Preston's wealthy dad, Preston must learn to stand up to his father and save what's important. Then we've got episode 11, Poisonous Plots, August 26th. Brody is poisoned by Galvin X's latest contestant. Will the Rangers make the ultimate sacrifice in order to save him? And then finally, episode 12, Family Fusion, uh, September 2nd, the Rangers access a powerful new Megazord formation to battle Ripcon. And one thing I noticed about all these episode titles, we're getting a lot of alliteration. Like Family Fusion, Poison Plots, like Ranger Ribbon, Rocking Rolling. I don't know if that's this year's naming convention, is just alliteration. I wish the writers would spend more time trying to make a cohesive, uh, <laughs> engaging story than coming up with catchy titles that have the same, uh, you know, <gasps> first letters. Bingo. <laughs> yep. And then finally in our news items, we got Power Rangers Fidget Spinners. <laughs> it's something people have joked about, but they freaking did it. So we got Ninja Steel themed Fidget Spinners, and they are at Target. They are produced by a company called Fidgex. These Ninja Steel Fidget Spinners have the red, blue, yellow, and gold Rangers. It is unknown if the pink and white Rangers are included as part of this assortment. They feature the icon on one side and the Ranger's helmet on the other. So, yeah, fidget spinners. I can't believe those. Ninja fidget spin. (laughs) They licensed out something better than their main gimmick. (laughs) Or what should have been their main gimmick in the first place. You're right. So, yeah, that's what's going on in the Power Rangers news right now. If anything, I'm just really excited about the Boom Studio stuff. I really can't get into Ninja Steel. It's kind of a chore to watch. No, we're not doing that. We're not. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can all watch uh, the end of Common Rider X Aid and uh, <laughs> yep. the beginning of Common Rider Build, and just throwing it out there: uh, Uchu Sentai uh, Q Rangers getting really good. It's been really good for a while, but it's yeah. continuing to get good, especially with some of the uh, premium Bandai items that they've revealed in uh, our. 14th, but not really, but kind of Ranger coming out, so... Yeah, I really want that Ho-Oh shield and sword combination. That looks awesome. Dude, that is so freaking sick. Like, have you you actually watched any of the episodes with him in there yet? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm all caught up. Eric, the way he morphs is he pulls the sword out of the shield and takes a fighting stance, and that's how he morphs. It's freaking epic. Yeah, I need to check that out. I'm way behind. It's totally the Red Wolf Warrior, but, you know, it's still cool. It's still well, works it still works for me. Yeah, it, it is a little uh, bit uh, Wolzard Fire-y, <laughs> but that's okay. We'll forgive it because it's awesome. It's just, yeah. I like everything's legendary and epic. Yeah. Like, every line he says is, oh, that's not so, legendary. Yeah, so, like, you know how Lucky has Yosha Lucky? Well, this guy has Densets every five seconds in his speeches. Oh, it's no worse than uh, Brody's epic every time in Ninja Steel. Oh, just wait to Levi's new catchphrase. What? Say cheeseburger. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, I want to find the... Whoever... <laughs> in, in the Spanish episodes, it's all like, hamburguesa con queso. Oh, my God. Whoever wrote that line either deserves to be fired or promoted. I can't tell which one. (laughs) 
Careful what you wish for, Zach. Careful what you wish. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not leaving anything to chance because who knows what's going to happen in the next year. But Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph, on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at rangercommandpowerhour, all one word. Chris, people can find you at tokunation.com. And thank you for all the coverage that you do on that site and all of the galleries. So thumbs up. Crap, I should probably do some galleries. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I've let Jordan do like the last 15. The last one I did was uh, Q Renault. That's how long it's been. I have a whole back. Like I have those, the legend hero from South Korea, that Tokusatsu. I got all those figures. I have to do those galleries of those. Uh, they're like six and a half inch figures. They're like the legacy figures in size. I have to do those galleries. But yeah, my website is tokunation.com. I'm at Toku Chris on my personal and at tokunation on Twitter, Instagram, and forward slash tokunation on Facebook. There you go. Cool, thanks. Once again, thank you, Chris, for joining us and then coming back on to finish the, the episode. I'll say thanks for having me on twice in one episode. That was fun <laughs> and exciting. And thank you to my beloved for allowing me the opportunity to be on twice and not leave me over it, although the night's still young. So <laughs> she can't hear me because she's got her headphones on. But yeah, and, and thanks to my son for, yeah, for, for making <laughs> an entertaining evening every evening. Yeah, he's uh, he's hilarious. Yeah. I apologize for all the editing you have to do in that first segment. No, it's um, I, completely fine. I tried to mute as much as I could, but I, I tried to get him on the cute moments when he was being like, Mama, Mama, what's that? What's that? <laughs> that is my day. I don't have a life. I need friends. Help. Hold out for another year. <laughs> we'll all be friends again at Paramorphicon. <laughs> my hair will be completely gray by that point, I promise you. <laughs> All right, guys. So until next time, we will catch you later. We got a lot more episodes coming out in August, including episode 100, where you may hear Chris again. Oh, crap. I have to do that, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you guys later. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph and like us on facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour. This is B 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and you are listening to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks 